pulled in by Adams for the touchdown. Third down and four. As Rodgers throws, it's Adams! Makes the catch and will take it in for his second touchdown today. Shout out to the two. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy KDG back again with another Get At Me podcast on this victory Monday. What's going on, man? Hopefully everybody is good. Uh, but before I continue, just can't just say shout out to the two. Also has to say shout out to Spotify because we are on Spotify. I mentioned it on the on the stream yesterday. And like I said, started up the Spotify channel. And now you guys can definitely check out the Spotify channel. And so make sure if you guys want to check out the streams, post. Next time you want to check out the stream or you want to have a playback of the stream, check out the Spotify channel. We're definitely over there now. So uh, make sure you guys check that out. These uh, podcasts will go live on there. Hour afterwards. I don't know how long it takes for the stuff to transfer to Spotify, but how long, however long that takes, that's when it will pop up on there. So with that being said, let's talk about this game, man, because – uh. Like I stated yesterday, I was a little amped up. I didn't re- really know how to how to process everything, man. Cause it was such a it was such a crazy game, man. It took me a minute to really, you know, process everything that that happened. And so um, now that I have calmed down, now that I am now at ease, I slept on it. Um, y'all see the y'all see the y'all see the notes, man. Like I said, with these, I like to keep them very short and simple. Um, Mason Crosby did ice the game, man. I mean, who other? Then to trust Aaron, Aaron Rodgers knew that once he got down the field, man, you know, Mason Crosby was was money and he got off the field. Mason Crosby came on, did he was supposed to do, and they walked away with the W. Now, unfortunately, it came down to all that because it was a very nasty game, man. Like I stated yesterday, very nasty officiating. Um, a lot of crazy stuff went down in order for that to even take place. But uh, those boys, they did it, man. They fought through the adversity. They didn't crumble. They did what they were supposed to do. And they came away with the W. So that was actually a good thing to see, man. Definitely a good thing to see. Um, like I said, just some key points, man. Uh, I just the whole thing of this, this 2021 season is obviously gonna have its ups and downs. But one thing I was not worried about was the offense. I always expected the offense to get rolling after that, even after that week one game. Um, because it's just something that these guys have been doing the past two years, and I expected that stuff to keep rolling. They're gonna have to carry this defense but i have to give a shout out to my boy joe berry aka chef berry so i called him in the stream last night man he's he's starting to cook and the reason why i call him chef berry is because he's slowly marinating this defense they're slowly getting it man they're slowly getting it i'm loving what i'm seeing especially some of the different looks the different coverages uh the way that they're playing up against the line uh eric stokes it's time Start Eric Stokes. Keep that going. Keep that momentum going. And it's crazy because if you look at the buildup to this game, look at the weeks, uh, the days leading up to this game, it's been more statements coming out, even more statements about Kevin King and saying, hey, we like Kevin King. We want to put him out there. We, uh, we're we trying to put him in the slot. And they're, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, I think they're slowly trying to get him off the field. Now, the only problem with that is, you got about five million reasons why you want to, you need to keep them on the field, and that's just what it comes down to. I mean, they have to justify the money that they invested in Kevin King. Now, you may say that that was the wrong investment. You can may say that he was overpaid, and if you look at it, as some of the guys that were available in free agency at the time, such as ex-former Packer Casey Hayward, 
still balling out over with the Oakland Raiders. Not the Oakland, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think he's even on a cheaper deal than Kevin King was. So uh, Casey Hayward would have definitely been a decent pickup. Hey, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, and then it is what it is at this point in time. Um, you know, he was out from this game due to being sick. I'm really curious to see how they would have approached this game if Kevin King wasn't available. I really want to see if they still would have started with, with Stokes. But I think that now that they put him in that position, they put him in that fire against, against a solid team, might I add. A little overrated, but I think the 49ers are solid in comparison to what they have played. I think for whatever reason, the Niners got a, a, a big push going into this game. And if you look at who they played the first two weeks, albeit they they blew, they, they damn near blew out the Lions. Now the Lions came back in that game. Keep in mind, the Lions did come back in that game. You can argue it was garbage time or whatever. They took their foot off the gas. I, I'm cool with that. Uh, but just look at how they played the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're going to see if the Eagles are really that good because the Philadelphia Eagles held them to 17 points. Um, you know, they could have easily won that game as well. It was an ugly game for them. And so uh, the Eagles play the Cowboys tonight. We'll see if the Cowboys light them up or if that Eagles defense is real to the point where it justified why the, the Niners didn't have that 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 big offensive performance. But, uh, I mean, just looking at – that the, the Niners, just looking at what they what they were going into this game, it made a lot of Packer fans nervous. Um, and that's because they keep thinking about the past. Listen, this is not the 2019 team anymore. Amos told you guys this last year. This is not the 2019 Packers defense. And in my opinion, based off of what I've seen, they wasn't soft. That was probably my biggest takeaway. They're not soft anymore. Look at the offensive line. Shout out to uh, what's the, what's the brother's name? Yash. Yash, uh, I'm probably I probably didn't butcher his name, but shout out to the left tackle man for the Green Bay Packers, man. He stepped in third string uh left tackle, by the way, gave up zero pressures. Zero pressures to Nick Bosa. I mean, not pressures, but sacks. I I'm pretty sure he probably gave up a pressure, but he allowed zero sacks for Nick Bosa, a guy that everybody said was gonna come in and destroy this game for us. A lot of people said Nick Bosa was just going to just get back there. He was going to have about four or five sacks, and that didn't happen. Yash uh, Neiman, I think that's how you say his last name, Yash Neiman. And so he bought out. Um, and it was actually crazy because there was a quote that came out yesterday. Devontae Adams stated, you know, in his presser, he was saying that, hey, man, he walked up to him at one point in the game and said, hey, you know, it's a blessing to play with you guys, and I'm really enjoying this. That's what you like to see, man. You like to see stuff like that. You like to see that these guys don't take this stuff for granted. You like to see that these guys are invested. Um, and especially when you get a tough win like that, it just brings the team closer. And that way you can you can remove all of that negativity, all that nonsense saying that these guys are not locked in because it's clear this day that they are locked in. So uh, let me take a break from what I'm saying, see what the chat is saying real quick. Shout out to, uh, to the people that's in here. If you haven't already hit that like button, make sure you guys hit that like button. Um, my boy was good. He said, if Kevin King played, I don't think we would have won because he would have been bumming. He would have been give up a, a burning touchdown. I mean, hey, I mean, look, I the difference between him and Stokes right now, right now, um, is that even when Stokes gave up a catch, he was right there. You know, he had a he had some rookie mistakes, and, and some of that stuff was tic tacky, man. Um, especially that that third and long, that defensive, that uh, the DPI on Brandon Akuya, I believe that's who it was on. You know, a little slight, I mean, nudge. I mean, we've seen we've seen more than that, man. I've seen I've seen guys get away with murder and they not call anything, i.e. Devontae Adams getting blown up on that on that third down play, whatever play it was, getting blown up on it. 
Um, and I've seen referees hold flags. And so uh, the difference between him and, and Stokes right now is definitely Stokes is being right there. And that's a good start. He's a rookie. He is a rookie. And it's hard to play. They say one of the toughest positions to play in the NFL is cornerback. And Stokes is looking solid, man. He's definitely looking solid. So if you can continue to build off of this, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers in Lambeau in the afternoon. Or not in the afternoon, in the evening down there. And so if they can continue to, to build off of this game, uh, Stokes can continue to to get that agenda rolling, man. Like I said, I got a whole thread on Twitter. Every every little highlight he's going to make him put it in the thread. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good one. My boy Zach in the building again. Once again, like I said, I like I like seeing the familiar faces, man. I appreciate y'all coming through. Uh, Zach said I I definitely slept on it. I feel a lot better. One thing I got out of this is tough teams won't be able to bully. Thank you, bully around the Packers, man. Green Bay will can will and can punch you in the mouth. And like I said, that was always the knock against Green Bay, even going from the 2019 season, man. Uh, they was always a finesse team, but now. You know, even last year, I don't think they got bullied. You know, it was some it was some matches, like I said, NFC Championship game. They got kind of killed in the trenches. Um, trench warfare, man. Like I said, a lot of games is won and lost in the trenches. And if you can hold down your side of the field, you can hold down that O-line, that D-line. You can create pressure. If you can stop pressure from getting to your quarterback, this can be a very, very good day for you. So uh, this O-line has been better, which I got as a as a, as a a statement right here. One of my, one of my points is the O-line is better – then I think most expected. It's a little bit better than I expected. I definitely think it's better than I expected. And so that's actually good to see that these guys was able to perform and, and do what they're supposed to do. So, uh, yeah, man, no more softness. No more of that soft stuff. My boy Kevion, he said, I'm going to need the Packers to keep an eye on Devontae Adams after that hit and him coming back right in after the game. I mean, look, the NFL has already stated that, hey, you know, the Packers did what they were supposed to do. Um, the guidelines that they followed, the procedures that they followed was actually fine. Um, I think Devontae said it wasn't even like him getting hit in the head. He said he was having a hard time breathing, uh, something like that. So I don't know if it was a chest thing. We got the wind knocked out of him. And maybe it looked at worse than what it was. But, I mean, for him to come back, and it took a timeout. Now, I don't know if this is – obviously, I don't think it was intentional. I think they ran out of time at the line of scrimmage. Aaron Rodgers called that timeout which brought more time for Aaron, for Devontae to actually get back in the game, which ended up setting up first down. And so everything worked out. Everything was perfect. Uh, they closed out that game. He didn't seem woozy at all, uh, you know, at the end of that game either. You know, he had two big catches, big catches to extend that drive to set the team up in field goal range. And shout out to Devontae, man. Listen, Goop, if you're out there, listen to me. Pay the man. Pay the man. Pay him, please. Devontae, hey, that boy is that boy is good, man. He's good. He's good. You might have to swallow that 28 hit. I mean, hey, figure it out. Figure it out. What's good, said uh KDG. Do you think the Packers should sign Josh Gordon because he would have been a better version of Devin Funches? I mean, look, um, the whole Josh Gordon thing, man. If y'all know, if y'all been following me, I can care too less about Josh Gordon, man. He's definitely been in and out of the mix. However, I think environment is, is always a good thing to know. And I think if he's in Green Bay, he's going to chill out, in my opinion. Um, I mean, what is this, his fourth chance? I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to them bringing him in, but they seem very confident in what they want to do at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, and I think they're cool with that. I don't think they're going to go outside and bring in Josh Gordon. Somebody will probably have to be injured for them to do that. But I think they're pretty decent and solid at what they have. 
Um, even but like I said, Funches looked it pretty decent. In my opinion, he looked it decent with the time that it was given to him. And it's actually crazy that another team hasn't picked him up yet, which is kind of wild. But um, yeah, I mean, I I'm not gonna lose any sleep over if somebody else signed him and we didn't. I wouldn't trip over it. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it either. I mean, you definitely bring him in and see what he has. But um, nah, I'm I'm over I'm over Josh Gordon, man. I'm over Josh Gordon. Um. What's good? So also the Packers beat the 49ers and the rest, man. Like I said, it was definitely a crazy officiated game. Um, it definitely went both ways, man. It definitely went both ways. Packers got some breaks. 49ers got a lot of breaks. And um, it was just one of those games in which, you know, officiating could have costed the team a dub. But they came out, they fought through that adversity, and they got it done, man. A, cru uh, a crucial turnover on the Jimmy G. What was that? Kenny Clark, you know, pretty much pressured him into that, into that mistake. And... I don't think the Packers capitalized on it with a touchdown, but they got a field goal off of it. Clearly, it wouldn't have been enough if they, you know, if they had a little bit, if they didn't have no more time on the clock on that last drive by the Niners. But hey, man, that's the breaks. Those are the breaks. And the ball bounced the Packers way. So I'm not, I'm not mad at that, man. I'm not mad at that. Uh what's good? So the difference between the 2019 and now is that the Packers have a stronger offensive line, man. Whatever it is that the Packers do, man. Whatever it is that the Packers do when it comes to the offensive line, man, they, they they just seem to figure it out, which is why I didn't understand all the media pundits and analysts coming out saying that, hey, this is not a top five offense. Hey, this is not even a top 10 offense. That offensive line, they lost Corey Lindsley. And it's like, look, they know what they're doing with the offensive line, which is why I tweeted out yesterday. I think a lot of the lines and a lot of the, the takes are coming from this offensive line not being as good, quote-unquote, good as it was last year. Albeit, I get it. David Bacciari is injured. He's hurt. I get it. You're missing an all-pro left tackle. You feel like your all-line is going to change. But it didn't change. Now, and and, and distinct that once Elton Jenkins gets back on that offensive line, once David Bacciari gets back on our offensive line, it's just going to be even better. And that's the thing. Like this team is not even healthy yet, and they're starting to roll. Then once you get Dave, uh, once you get Zadarius Smith back, your pass rush is going to be back a little bit. And so that's something to always keep in mind, which is why you want to make the best of these opportunities now. So that way, when you know you get late in the season, you start getting healthier, you start rolling, you get hot at the right time. And so uh, that's good to see, man. Like I said, it's good to see the offensive line producing and and performing. Uh, Kevion, he said. Um, I've been noticing our boy Campbell and Evan Burns while he was in there. He, they was balling out. Yeah, man. De Devon Dre Campbell, bro. Low-key, decent pickup. We'll see. It's still early. But I like what I've seen from him. I like what I've seen from him. That was a decent pickup. Linebacker play has been solid. And the thing was, somebody tweeted out yesterday. Not yesterday, but, you know, sometime during the week. Um, they actually said that the Packers defense passing. And let's my fact. Let's go look. Let's go look right now. They said the passing was ranked top ten. I think there was like seventh in the league in total passing yards per game, and it was like near the end of the uh, end of the uh, line when it comes to stopping the run. And I think a lot of that was skewed from that week one game. A lot of that stuff from week one fooled a lot of folks, bro. They got a lot of people fooled from that week one game. And I tried to tell folks, man, listen. If you're basing your narrative and your agenda off of that week one game, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you if you're basing your stuff off of that game because they clearly did not show up. They just didn't show up. 
And so now coming off of this week three, let's see what the Packers defense is right because Joe Barry got to cook, man. Joe Barry has to cook. We're starting to cook. Now I'm about to pull it up on the screen. Um, let's go ahead and pull this up real quick. Let's pull it up real quick. Uh, pull that up. Let me see what it's looking like on here. Let me see what it's looking like on here. Um, take this off. Boom. No, 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 this is yards. We don't care about yards. We don't care about yards. We don't care about that right now. We care about, uh, let's see, yards per game. Where's Packers defense ranked at right now? Because my boy Joe Barry's getting a lot of heat, man. He's getting a lot of heat. And yards per game, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Packers is top 10. Yards per game, Packers is top 10. Top 10. And yards per game, they're one. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And passing yards allowed per game, top 10. Top 10. Rushing yards per game. Now, we're making some progress. Now, the Packers is what? This looks like, what, top 15? Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So I was close. This was, uh, it was all the way down here going into this game. It was all the way down here. So week one skewed them on, on rushing yards per game. But if you looked at how they performed the last two weeks, it's a lot different, man, especially uh, compared to 2019. They was getting ran over in 2019. Now they're stopping the run or they're, they're playing decent against the run. Now points per game, we got to we gotta get up here. We, we, we're allowing too many points per game. Now I think they would have held the, the Niners to roughly, let's say what, maybe 20, 19 points, 18 points, whatever. But, you know, the referees kept a lot of stuff moving, and I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. But um, that's where we at right now. That's where we at right now when it comes to the defense, which is why I call him Chef Barry, because he's slowly cooking. He's slowly cooking. And so give him a few more weeks, man. Give him a few more weeks. I'm starting to like what I've seen. Once, they, once they're able to generate a pass rush without sending five, six, watch out, man. They're going to be solid, dog. They're definitely going to be solid. Uh, but, hey, those are just my, like I said, my post-game victory Monday takes. Y'all know what it is. I like to keep these short and simple. I'm sure as the weeks go on, I made some tweaks to the schedule. I will not be live tomorrow, but I will definitely be live on Wednesday. So expect a stream every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That is the goal. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I will be doing these streams. And so, hey. This is a good start. This is a good uh, start to the season. I know a lot of people was feeling some kind of way after week one, but I told y'all to relax. Let's give them some time. We're making steps. We're making steps. And that's the main thing is continuing to make steps as the season goes on, man, because this is a marathon, not a sprint. And it's early. Some of these teams look amazing week, you know, early in the season. But right now we're just pushing. We're just moving on. Offense is getting better. Second back-to-back 30-point-plus games, 30-point uh, games. They getting back into that to that uh top five offense. They might mess around, be top three, top maybe top one when it's all said and done. Who knows? Scoring wise, we'll see when that time comes. But with that being said, appreciate everybody coming through. As always, if you haven't already hit that like button, make sure you guys hit that like button. Also, if you missed what I said earlier, check this out. We are on Spotify. This podcast will be on Spotify later. So if you're not following the podcast on Spotify, 
make sure you guys follow the podcast. If you don't know how to get to it, the link is in the description below as well. So with that being said, I appreciate everybody coming through. On that note, I'll catch y'all on Wednesday. I'm out. Peace.